Hello and welcome to the Faculty Podcast, covering the latest breakthroughs, research, news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. For over a decade, I've been studying the bad climate tipping points that might occur under global warming. But I've become increasingly convinced that the only way we're going to avoid those now is to achieve rates of social change, decarbonisation of our economy and so forth that require us to find good or positive tipping points that can accelerate the necessary social technological change where we switch from powering our civilizations with fossil fuels to renewable energy and make some other transformations along the way in how we transport ourselves around what we eat and so on and so forth. The idea of a tipping point encapsulates the, the notion that in many complex systems from the Earth's climate through ecosystems to the human body and other examples, there can be alternative stable states of the system. I could be alive or dead. Uh, an ecosystem might be a rainforest, but it could collapse to a savanna. An ice sheet that's present today could, could disappear and that would be stable as well. Uh, in getting from one stable state to another, a tipping point is usually involved. That is, um, as the what we call surrounding or boundary conditions change for a complex system, the state it's currently in can lose stability. And the tipping point happens when that stability is gone and an inevitable transition happens to a different state. Now, what's happening in mechanistic terms there is when we talk about systems having a stable state, like I'm alive or the Greenland ice sheet exists, they have what scientists call feedbacks, what we technically call negative feedbacks that maintain stability. If you hit the system, it bounces back. But those feedbacks weaken as you approach a tipping point. And at the tipping point, what we call positive feedbacks take over. But in this case, the mathematical notion of positive doesn't align with an emotional notion of positive. Because here, a positive feedback means you've got something that's amplifying change. Uh, so in the case of an ice sheet melt, uh, as the surface of the ice sheet descends because it's melting, uh, the air gets warmer, which accelerates the melt further, which feeds back in a positive way and so on until the ice sheet collapses. One more thing to say is that some things we call systems, we might also call networks. So for example, in the human social realm, we're strongly networked together both in the sense of our physical transport and movement networks, as well as our social media. But interestingly, networks, be they human or be they ecological, like between plants and pollinators, can also collapse or change state abruptly. And again, we would describe where that happens as a tipping point. When we think about a world of complex systems around us, we might think, well, actually, we've got systems nested within systems. I mean, You've got a big earth system and earth's climate system but within that we've got all our we've got our human social systems and we might we've got a whole range of ecosystems and we might 
within the climate also clearly identified different subsystems like uh, ice sheet on Greenland, rainforest in the Amazon, um, overturning circulation of the Atlantic Ocean, monsoon in India. I called those bits the climate system tipping elements and they clearly have causal interactions between them. In other words, if one changes, this has causal effects on another. And then that leads to the possibility uh, when you have interacting tipping points or tipping elements that, that they might interact in a way where tipping one increases the likelihood of tipping another. And in which case that might increase the likelihood of tipping yet another element. And if that were true, we would begin to talk about the possibility of a tipping cascade. That is uh, a bit like the dominoes when you put them on their uh, ends and you can tip one domino and that tips the next and so on in the worst case. Now, I just gave examples where that a tipping cascade in the climate would undoubtedly be a negative thing. But what I'm also really interested in is how do we avoid bad climate change? And that might require that we find tipping points at local scales in how we're changing our energy use, our transport, our technology, and working out how we can cause tipping points that have already happened in some national locale to tip to a larger scale, to cascade to other nations, other people, other activities. So one thing we're particularly keen to deploy is the capability to sense that tipping is going to happen in a system before it happens. It turns out that for this whole range, for a whole range of complex systems, the tipping point early warning signals exist and they're quite general. Essentially, a system approaching a tipping point is going to become more sluggish in its recovery from perturbations or nudges that it's getting from the world around it until eventually at the tipping point it never recovers. So we've worked out ways of sensing that um, we call it critical slowing down but uh, slowing ability of a system to recover from perturbations and that could be useful not only in the sense of providing early warning of bad things that might be coming but equally if we want to trigger positive tipping points for example to, to accelerate decarbonization of our economy then it may be that we can deploy these methods to look at where uh, a part in this case of the economy and the, our social systems and our technology is perhaps most amenable to being tipped away the current way of doing things, for example, uh, coal-powered electricity, towards a different way of doing things, for example, renewable energy electricity. And in that particular case study, in the UK as a nation, we've already in the last 10 years seen a successful tipping of um, coal-powered electricity generation out of the grid, essentially. But my hypothesis that I feel we want to test further is that with the tipping point early warning methods, we'll be able to sense where those who have the power to intervene, be they policymakers or you and I with our individual behaviour, we can work out where we'll get the biggest uh, bang for our buck, if you like, where, where a system that we want to tip is most sensitive to being tipped. So 
tells us where you know a relatively small amount of action could have a large result and in this case a positive result in terms of the targets we need to look for if our task is to radically accelerate decarbonizing the economy shutting down fossil fuel burning replacing it with other energy sources and eliminating other sources of greenhouse gases well uh, first and perhaps easiest we need to get fossil fuels out of electricity generation and i've met, and i've mentioned uh, one national success story in that but equally we may want to couple that with electrification where possible of transport and there's been a successful tipping point in terms of the uptake of electric vehicles in at least one nation norway where now um, more electric vehicles are being bought for small for cars and vans than uh, fossil fuel powered vehicles. And that's thanks to, to some intelligent policy interventions. But we could look to, to tip that electric vehicle transition faster because it will propel itself beyond a certain point. We know because of what's called economies of scale that, that the bigger the electric vehicle industry becomes, the cheaper electric vehicles are going to get. And because they have fewer moving parts and are simpler in simple terms than um, fossil fuel powered cars and vans and the like, eventually they should be should be cheaper and also long longer lived. So transport's another realm. And a third realm uh, is really the contribution of land use, farming and the like to greenhouse gas emissions. That's very much driven by our dietary choices. If collectively, globally, there was a, a trend towards less meat eating, that, that could have a profound benefit in terms of greenhouse gas emissions from land. But for me, for that to happen, it needs some kind of tipping point in social preferences, individual preferences. So we would almost need there to be a sort of so social movement that... Um, eating less meat was not was good for you good for the planet and that um it started to become a movement in itself and that we know that these kind of movements social movements are, themselves have have tipping dynamics and we've seen recent examples of that in the rapid spread of protests around the climate emergency and of course recently around black lives matter <laughs>